Hello, hello. We're here at the Porn Stars Are People podcast, which apparently is a location. Uh, I'm Dan Fraglet, your host. I'm here with Adriana Lynn. How are you? Great. How are you? Thank you for, for being here. Absolutely. I like uh, I like how you introduced yourself. You were like, hey, I don't know what the fuck you look like, so I'm out front somewhere in all black with resting bitch face. Yeah. It's a good intro. Do you have any control over resting bitch face? I don't. Um, <laughs> that's actually a problem. Most places I go, everybody's always like, why don't you smile more? I'm like, I do. And then I start talking to them and I'm really friendly and they're like, I honestly thought you were going to be a bitch. And I'm like, no, this is just my face. <laughs> I have a similar problem. It's called douche face. Douche face. Uh, so people just assume that, uh, yeah, that I that I want to that I want to fuck their girlfriend or something like that. That's kind of what happens. That's actually that's actually what someone said to me once. So I'm a comedian. So you look a comedian. I say, no. Uh, he goes, you look like somebody who would fuck my girlfriend. So I was wow. like, awesome. Good meeting you, buddy. That's pretty appreciate straightforward, it. Straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for being here. We are in uh, wonderful Los Angeles. Did you almost say Las Vegas? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was gauging on, on whether or not you were pausing because you don't think Los Angeles is wonderful. That's where I was. Um, uh, well, I would say it's good, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. So you're you're a Bronxer. I am. Yeah. Is that a, is that an expression? That is. Yep. I'm I like. So this is my favorite thing when I when I travel the country. So you're from the Bronx, which you know, for me that's a. Str- I mean, I get it's New York City, but for me there are parts of the Bronx that are so far that it's a little bit of a stretch. And maybe it's because I have a bias because I live in Hoboken. This is what happens. So I'll meet people and they'll be like, "Yo, what is?" What's New York like? Like, what is Staten Island? Where's the Bronx? And they'd be like, where do you live? And I'd be like, I live in Hoboken. And they're like, fuck you, bro. You said you lived in New York. That's New Jersey. Everybody somehow knows all of a sudden that Hoboken is in New Jersey. They don't know where the Bronx is on a map. They don't even know what Queens is. Meanwhile, they know that Hoboken is for sure not in it. No, it's not. It is New Jersey, though. That's how I feel about BX Bronx. I mean, it's kind of Westchester. It's Westchester. Yeah, it is. Fair enough. Well, there's because there's parts of it. There's parts of the Bronx that hook up at the, at the top of the island, right? And then well, there's Throg's parts. Well, Neck is connected to yeah. Pelham, so. Okay. All right. You win. Yeah. You win. That's a, that's a win. That's a win for you. All right. So so you're here. Uh, we were okay. So you had a. Uh, it's a so <laughs> you told me that uh, uh, that you had an interesting Tinder story, and I'd love to hear this. Uh yeah, Tinder. Um, Which, by the way. People say it's like the fuck app. People meet their lifetime companions. On yeah, Tinder. yeah, they do. Because I know a couple of people that ended up like seriously being together for a long time yeah. on that thing. So it does work. But the relationships you get from them might not be so good. But it does work. Like you will meet someone. on. Well, I think the problem is relationships in general now and, and trying to figure out monogamy and trying to figure out the reasons why people stay together because I don't think they exist anymore. Yeah, so that's a I whole other thing. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think changing uh, the where you meet them, you know, changes the the outcome at the end of the day. So what happened to you? Um, I moved to Vegas, and for months, you know, I was just by myself chilling. And then I was like, all right, I'm kind of lonely, so I made Tinder. Less than twenty four hours later, I met yeah. some guy. Girl, girls, <laughs> girls on Tinder, you got no problems. So, yeah, I meet this guy, started hanging out. He picks me up from work one night on a motorcycle, and I was like, oh, all right, this is cool. Five days later, he comes home from work in the morning. 
We're both drunk. We get married. Well, do you skip the part where he, where he asked you and you accepted? <laughs> there was no question. It was, I'm going to marry you. I was like, oh, all right. Which sounds like, <laughs> which sounds like in the future and eventually and after a thing long process but he was like and then and then he drove to the chapel that's like that was the moment that was the next thing that happened in that story well we couldn't drive so his friend <laughs> actually picked us up this should be this actually should be the first question they ask you when you get to where'd you guys go just as a piece like uh like the court oh, or did you go no, to a chapel um, we actually had to go to city like city hall city whatever yeah that um, should be the first question they ask you is did you drive? Because like, they ask you, did you pack your own bag at the airport? They should be like, did you drive yourself here, or did you have to have someone drive you? And if the answer is the latter, they should be like, you can't get married today. Yeah, we had to go there to get the license, and then we went to the chapel. And you have a, did you have a ceremony with any people? No. So how do you? Well, okay, you he didn't had have two witnesses, of, right? Two of his friends there. So. And you didn't have anybody on, on representing your side. No. Hilarious. So this this seems like it. Um, it's destiny. How did it how did it work out? Yeah, we're not together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is horrible. What a I thought that this is going to be a fairy tale ending like in Disney. Are you kidding me? No. This didn't work out? Unfathomable. Um Yeah, it didn't make it longer than like 5 6 months. I mean, it started going to shit after 2 weeks, but Yeah. Well, so what did you do? You guys moved in after that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you move in, you got to kind of move in first. You got to give that. You got to give that a test run, because you really you got to know somebody's bathroom habits. Oh, my God! It's important to know whether or not the person that you're with likes to have conversations while they take a shit before you, you know, get married. I feel like yeah, that's a that's a crucial moment. Yeah, no, this was nope. It was a miracle. It lasted past like those two weeks, but oh well. You guys were like, we have so much in this. We have to, we have, mm -hmm. you know, we have to, we have to try. It's tough. So what do you, do you believe in monogamy? Do you think it's a, it's a, it's a lasting working model? No. So what's, what do you think no, the solution is? Not. Um, well, I mean, if you look in history, marriage was never for like love. Right. It was to reproduce or Convenience, like money, uh, like yeah. royal family to yeah. royal family, something yeah. like Lincoln, that. And, and yeah, and linking up royal lines. Honestly, it's, it's for it was always for the supremacy of the species, and it was always f about uh, really just like the upper class kind of continuing their reign. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know where it all got mixed up in it, and then also through history, uh, for almost all periods of time uh men have kind of gotten a pass on being with multiple women right so it's an interesting thing that you know where we're at so i'm you know i, I go back and forth now about whether or not is monogamy a thing that that works in a in a shorter period of time like cuz i'm i'm 34 so i can't look at my life at 21 and think that the person that i would have met at 21 could somehow be i'm such a different person now at 34 how could the person that i met at 21 how could how would it be possible that they would be with me at 34 and we would work right you're not because you're constantly like hopefully you are evolving. like you're right or devolving so you can go exactly. the other way exactly you're changing and like for somebody you can't be Growing at this rate and then somebody else be like holding equal. you back. But you also They're like the, you the probability that it's equal and that your arc is going together is very, very low. Yeah. 
So there's that, and then on top, and then or, or or the other side of it is I don't know is it is some version of an open relationship a a workable model? Yeah, I think people have a problem with that because of like possession and jealousy. Yeah. it would work in like an ideal world, but yeah. I feel like people just get so possessive and jealous, and they want things their way. But it's okay for like when they do it. Yeah. But well, for their partner to do it, well, they get this, all crazy. Yeah, there's this big, I guess there's this big thing. And this is the problem I think is everybody, especially now more than ever, is insecure. So then, so, I, so when I was talking about this with somebody else recently, uh, just a civilian, uh, you know, so then we were talking, to, you know, just, just, to, just to clear the mind frame, because I think people that are in porn obviously have a better understanding of relationships yeah. and probably are more open to an open relationship thing, less jealousy. And then somebody who's a comedian just will take that, that route because they, they just want to have the argument. We love we love taking vastly opposite viewpoints. So she's a civilian who just like lives a normal life. And her response was um, she got cheated on and her big concern was like, why wasn't I enough? And that becomes like the thought process. Like, why is because, you know, because the, the, not everybody can be everything right. to everyone. And I mean, it's. I don't know, because I feel like even as a woman, like, yeah, your man could be the hottest thing in your eyes, but there are other hot guys. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I attempted uh, an open relationship very recently. I, I, met, I met a woman. We were, everything was going great, uh, but we didn't know each other very long, and then I was getting on the road for 60 days. So she and I kind of sat down and were like, well, what do we do? Do we do we just try to pick this up in 60 days? We got great momentum now. I really like you. I, I can't envision not talking to you now that I've met you. Uh, do we go, hey, this is a thing, and if you do anything outside of this thing, we're no longer a thing? Or is are we somewhere between those two where it's like, you know, I'm not around, so whatever, you know, we, we can't promise you. Whatever experiences you have should be your experiences just like mine. And so we were trying to come up with this framework – um and uh, uh, I forgot what the point that I was that I was going for. Um, and so you know, so we tried, we tried to we tried to do an open thing, and ultimately the the the, the problem that we had was was jealousy, mm-hmm. and one of us having more opportunity than the other, which was me, because I was on the road, and you know, we tried to like talk through it, and it just ended up not not working. But oh, the her jump off point for this whole thing was yeah, that people. Are people, and sometimes they're gonna be around somebody, and there's gonna be an attraction. And I mean, we all know people cheat. That's happening right now. Somebody probably in this coffee shop is like with somebody they shouldn't be with, mm-hmm. and so it's gonna happen. So what's better that you tell the other person, or that you just go off in secrecy and do it? So that we decided that honesty was whatever was happening. Honesty was the policy, right? That created this sort of See, open the thing. The problem I have with that is that even when you tell the person though like oh it's okay just don't ever lie to me that's all i ask is like being truthful yeah. and respect so n- this is this is this is if you cheat on somebody or if you're in an open thing in an open yeah. whatever because like i said you know i tried to discuss with this guy look i know you're a guy and guys are more like you know prone to do these things than women so just don't lie to me okay uh nope that didn't work well, so here, here's the problem, and this is what I kept up against too, is you want it, to, you know, you got to come up with some kind of framework to, to have the discussion. So our rule was whenever I hook up with somebody, I, I, I let her know that it happened. Now, even in us being clear about what we're doing and so on and so forth, if that happened, 
she would feel some type of way about it. And so she would kind of have to each time I told her something happened, we had to decide how many details we're supposed to give. And we had to decide, uh, and then she had to decide how to not, her initial reaction was like, what the fuck? But, you know, but then, and that was just like the gut reaction. And then she would like try to like think through it. So a lot of times I think the better option is just to not talk about it. Like it's open, you whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And you do, to like have to come back and report daily. Right. I think makes that whole thing stressful. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Like telling the person every time something happens. My thing was just don't go date someone else yeah. like regularly. Yeah. I don't care if you hook up with that girl and that girl. Just don't make me feel like you want two girlfriends. Like yeah. I'm supposed to be the girlfriend and you want to like go get your dick wet. That's your problem. Like that's what you want to do. That's fine. But don't go like date and take out this other girl and treat her the same way you treat me. Because then essentially, you know, there's no difference between them and me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then and then that that's where that's where I start to you know, we categorize everything in in in, um, in crazy fashion these days. So now there's there's polyamory and there's all these other um, multiple relationship type of things where people are, are sort of that they have, you know, they have basically three and four lovers and they, you know, and they do different things with them. And it's like, I just don't, I have a hard enough time keeping one person happy on that level so it's like to so to have to you know to have to do all those things with everybody starts to become i think this this sort of chore and i think we always end up in the same place with all these things it's just like maybe we're not supposed to be jammed up with people yeah i don't think so i mean at this point i mean i'm only 24 but i feel like mentally i'm way more like down the line like i should be like 35 yeah because I've just experienced so much in a short amount of time, like it just makes you grow that much faster. Yep. So at this point, I'm like, well, I don't want kids or anything right now, but eventually, like when I'm financially stable enough, I'm thinking about just getting a sperm donor. Yeah. Like just do it on my own. But you get Tinder. You can you can get like hundreds of donors <laughs> a day. You like you don't even have to For go. Free, right? You don't even yeah. have to go. Yeah, you don't have to go to the thing and like do the. You can do the same research on the Tinder. You just just ask the questions at the thing, and then uh, and make them you know make them send you a, a health screening. This is actually this is I'm coming up with an app, uh, and it's gonna it's just gonna I don't know what it's gonna be called. It's probably just be called Sperm, but with no with no vowels. It'll be S P R M, and uh, and it swipe for a sperm donor. This actually this is brilliant. We send you a turkey baster and a and a cup and with some you know with a couple of samples and dry ice, and yeah. uh, you go at it. Yeah, and you do your sounds thing. sounds good to me. <laughs> I would definitely use it. Maybe in about like five to seven years. So you want kids? What's um? Did you grow up with a lot of with a lot of people in your home? There's a lot of siblings. Um, no, I'm actually an only child. Oh shit! Very small family. Do you think you'd be a good parent? Yeah, I think so. I think people people worry all the time about whether or not they'd be a good parent, and it's like. Um, it's not that hard. No, no. Nope. Like you see, you see lots of people doing it sh- like in a shitty way, and the kids are are, are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like you just don't do anything that crazy or drastic. You know what I mean? You just don't like <laughs> anything of the extreme. You don't do those things. You know what I mean? You don't just you don't run into the room uh, and just start <laughs> yelling at them every five seconds, or just like try to scare them, or you know, and you don't not feed them. You like all the things that that normally you do to your own body, you just do that to another thing, and you should be fine. Exactly. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I mean, 
not right now. I just, you know, I'm traveling so much that there's just no time. So. So where are you going? What's uh, what's on your list? Where are places you want to go? Where are places that you are going? Um. All right. Originally started out in New York. I went to Miami for like two years. Vegas for two years. And now I'm here visiting L.A. I've been here for like three, four weeks. I'm leaving back to Vegas. In like okay, so you're just now. visiting. So you live, in, you live in Vegas right now? Yes. Got it. Very cool. So where do you live in Vegas? Not like your exact address. We're not trying to stalk you. But I was just there, and I'm still trying to figure out where are the spots to, to hang out and be. It's like borderline like Henderson. Okay. So, so my favorite thing when I travel the country... Uh, is to go to places where uh, I know people because you're going to get the, the, the sort of inside information right. on the place. So I went to Vegas State on the Strip, and I wanted to I wanted to kill everyone. Yeah. I wanted to kill myself yeah. after three days. You know that feeling like that you have after three days is the same feeling I have, but tack on like two years to that. Sorry, I had a... Uh, the second time they their their phone went off while we were while we we're here, and I just decided I needed to pull the battery on that because I don't want that going on in the background. Because who still has a phone? So you so sorry. So you the so ta so tack on how long? The same feeling that you would get after three days of being in Vegas. Just imagine that feeling not stopping for so two you, years. So you never felt like you fit fit in in Vegas. Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who has, you know, who likes to drink a lot because you can't escape that there. Even if you go to a normal restaurant in Vegas, there's gambling machines at the bar. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. This even is in kids places, there's an adult section. To yeah. Get this, yeah. This is the thing that I encountered while trying to produce comedy shows out there is the priority is on the gambler. And it doesn't have to do with the numbers. So there'll be two gamblers and 40 audience members. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, hey, can you like tell these two people that are sitting next to each other and yelling uh, to chill? And they're like, they're here spending money. And so that's the, you know, that, that, that beca that's the whole culture is yeah. just put the stuff in the slot machine and the, you're the most important person to the place. Yep. And what I found that interesting is. about Vegas was like almost... Uh, every episode of Bar Rescue happens in Vegas. Yeah. So I've been to like a <laughs> bunch of those Bar Rescue bars, um, and it was uh, and they're all they're all basically the same deal. Is like some weird kind of and actually most of them look like this room. They're just kind of like this room, mm -hmm. and then there's like a bar that's a circle somewhere with machines around it, yeah. and then there's like different little level sections. But I've never been I've never been to a bar at, outside of the the main. Uh, the Strip or Fremont now, uh, where it was like actually packed out in Vegas. Yeah, um, even if you do go outside the Strip, um, even as far as like 20 minutes out, it's still the same thing. Gambling. Yeah, but I'm saying I, I, I haven't found like is it like it's, it just seems like a sparing thing. Every place is just sort of like this little hole in the wall and there's like not like chunk packed out place. Not too much. Um, the bars that are actually off the Strip um, they kind of have like a lodge feel to it. They yeah. are a little bit nicer. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like lodge, wooden stuff like that. They make it feel like you're in a mountain, kind of. Yeah. Well, and, and you're not that. Yeah, and you're not that far. Like, cause yeah. cause a couple towns away is Boulder City, which is basically an old mining town. We played we played there once, and it's like a couple months from the Hoover Dam, 
and it's it it feels like a place lost in time. Yeah. Uh, there and there were guys at this bar talking about um, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, mm-hmm. and it's last year. So I looked at my buddy and I was like, "Has the news not gotten here yet? Do they not know that he died <laughs> in a in a manta ray accident oh, yeah. or whatever? He got harpooned in the chest." Um, but then I re- <laughs> do you mer- do you remember how much we loved that guy? Yeah. In uh, well, I guess it would have been would have been my, when I was in high school. Uh, so you, so you, it was probably uh, a bigger impact on you because it was probably all through through elementary school and whatnot. So this was like the guy we were all like looking up to him. We were like, this guy is the expert on animals. And then he gets harpooned in the chest and he dies. And then afterwards, we were like, that guy didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, that guy was awful. Every expert is an expert until they die doing the field that they're like the thing for. Like that happened to the Atkins guy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Speaking of like dying, doing like what you love. I <laughs> okay. Guess. Yeah. Vegas. I have never in my life heard of so many motorcycle deaths. Okay. Than in Las Vegas. Uh, on like on the strip. On the strip, off the strip, just what like at least four to five a week. I saw the most horrifying YouTube video, and uh, this happens. You get on YouTube. Because you're just like cute kid playing piano. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, you're looking up most horrific car accident. Yeah. Because YouTube has this just this thing, uh, that this this visceral experience that makes you want to just see something horrible. Dude gets macheted in the face. I, I don't know how. I, I always end up there. I saw a video. Guy doing the GoPro thing. He's whipping down the street in like a sport bike or whatever you call the crotch rockets. And uh, he gets up to like... 250 300 miles an hour and you know it's trucks everywhere and he just he just hits a pocket and then he either hits a car or whatever flies off the follow-up video like you know, as that's edited into it is them coming up on his body mm. his legs came off his body i think his arms came off because his body just rolled and became mm-hmm. like a bowling ball they found his head uh on the side of the road which was just it was just like a puddle of a face like yeah. a like a salvador dali painting and uh and it was it was th- one of the most horrifying things i've ever seen yeah that's what happens over there so so you've seen so, well, how do you have this fact what do you what's the um have you lost multiple friends to motorcycle accidents and well Las Vegas? i wasn't in vegas long enough for them to actually like be my friends but like so that's a yes my um no the guy i was dating out there just every week oh my friend died my friend died my oh, friend fuck. died because he's born and raised in vegas yeah so he basically knows everyone and their mother over yeah. there so every week is dying left and right like literally dropping like flies just motorcycle casualties not even like oh in a car accident no every single one of them was from a motorcycle that's crazy that's crazy all right, so now that we're on a on a happy note, uh, that's good. So wait, that that so but you that you but you you circled that in with oh dying what you love, motorcycle mm-hmm. being what you love. I can't wait till we get to that moment where, uh, like Caesar Milan gets mauled to death, and then we get to do that same conversation. <laughs> we're like, dude, the whole tss, you can't tss, at like a pit, at like a pit bull. You can't tss, at a pissed off Rottweiler and have that work out for yeah. you long term. So I think that's the next step. Or the, have you seen the cat guy? No. My Nightmare Cat or something like that. My Cat from Hell, I think, is the name of the show. No. This is what's hilarious. Every episode, he gets fucked up by the cat. Every episode, he's bleeding at some point during the thing. And it's, and it's supposed to be like a cat whisperer kind of show. 
which goes to show yeah, you that no one should own a cat. Cats are, um, yeah. No one should own a cat. They're not even too friendly. No, they're the worst. <laughs> I hate, I don't, I don't I, like I'm cats. afraid of cats. I mean, I do. Some of them are actually nice, but they'll just, they'll, they're mean. Yeah, the thing is, you never really know. You can't gauge personality on a cat or, or like, when you're going to offend it. Like, you can kind of tell before a dog fucks you up that, like, what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't do that with a cat, so they could just decide to fuck you up. Dogs are, like, so cute, though. Like, they always, they're, like, they're so happy to see you. They just want to be pet and loved. And a cat could just be sitting in the corner staring at you. Try to touch it, it, and it swats you, yeah. No, like, not even, like... You just walk into the room and see the cat in the corner staring at you with these eyes and these ears back, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And uh, cats, what did I do? cats <laughs> make sounds that don't make sense in nature uh, when they get when they get upset. Like, have you seen the, the videos of the cats like screaming? No, uh, they yeah, make that one weird like sound. Yeah, sounds like demonic. Yeah, <laughs> cats are demons. I'm pretty sure that that's a that, that's a fact. Yeah. Of the world, I um, I what did I do? I uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about. Uh, whether or not I don't know how it came up uh, about whether or not you c- you're allowed to declaw a cat, mm-hmm. and somebody said that it was illegal. And then I was hanging out with my friend who's a lawyer, and she said it's not illegal because cats are chattel, which is like the extension of property in your home. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they show up in the law. So basically, you can do whatever you want with your cat. And I was like, oh, like like well, how women used to be. Yeah, Cause that's, basically. That's because that's the that's the natural place a comedian's brain goes to, um, and uh, and I was was doing it to get to get to get a rise. Um, but then, uh, but then I but then I thought it'd be uh, I'd be amazing down the road when when uh, people are worried about getting the cat vote mm-hmm. from the election because like eventually we're gonna end up where cats are protesting for their rights. And they're just, they got the placards and doing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And then, you know, there's going to be some presidential candidate who's like, how are we polling with cats? Yeah, I mean, cat lives matter. we got to get the cat <laughs> vote up. Cat lives matter. Yeah. I don't, the, here's the thing. I don't think, I think a group of cats against a police officer with a gun, cats win that battle every time. Yeah, cats, yeah. I they're, don't. They're just outnumbered. I don't think a cat, I, I don't think in the history of cats, uh, Anyone has ever been shot and killed? No. Mm-mm. Outside of like you know mountain lions and things, but just a ha- normal house cat. I don't think you can shoot that thing. I think, I think they can matrix out of it. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I saw David Blaine catch a bullet in his teeth. I wouldn't be surprised if I, if I saw a cat catch a bullet in its teeth. Did he do that? Yeah, he did it a couple times. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, David Blaine. That's. Uh... How do you feel about magic? Do you think magic's real? Oh wait, was that on the Netflix thing? I think I saw that one too. Yeah, well he's uh, he sold he sold he sold all his old stuff to Netflix. Yeah, he yeah. basically the last couple of years he just he just redid stuff that he's already done. Because mm-hmm. I remember part of that that Netflix thing they were like, "Hey, you already did this. Why are you doing this again?" He's like, "Well," and it was like he just changed the caliber of bullet mm-hmm. or whatever to for the thing. But um, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? Um. <laughs> I do. I to like a certain extent. I mean, I don't believe. Do you that like magic? Like, do you will you go to a magic show? Do you like magic? Are you impressed yeah, yeah, by it? Are you like creeped magic. out by it? I like it's it's an illusion though. Like, yeah. he's not actually making something go from here to there yeah. with like magic. It's just uh, whatever the illusion is. Like, yeah, it's fun. Do you to rea- watch. Do you react? Like, entertaining. Do you react like a crew of black people when you see a magic trick? You just like <laughs> s- just run away like ah! I just start running in any random direction. <laughs> no, that's my favorite magic reaction. I, that's that's why that's why I love Dave Blaine because he always he 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 goes 
because he, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what his background is, but he's, I think he's, I think he's a half black, uh, and something else. So he, he always go, and he's popular. So he goes, he's like doing Magic to Drake and Dave Chappelle, and he goes, and it's just a crew. It's like a, it's a crew of people. It's an entourage, and he does the trick, and he's like, ah, and people are jumping out of four, four story <laughs> windows because they saw magic. That's my favorite yeah. magic reaction ever. Some of those guys on the Las Vegas Strip, they're like pretty good. I mean, some of them are just regular like bullshit magic yeah. tricks but some of them are actually really good sleight of hand is like anything where you can manipulate the thing in your hand and, and, yeah, and make it disappear that shit is crazy i'm like no that's uh, impossible i purposely watched what was going yeah, on yeah where they show sure. they, they show you the <laughs> card on top they'll put it back on top and they'll pick it right back up and it's a different card you're like bro what's happening right now okay yeah he folded this card that was yep. not mine yep. in my hands. Yep. My hand was clenched. Well, I'll place really it in your tight. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and did the rest of the I trick. Opened it. Yep. It was my Had card name it. and my name. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. How'd that happen? Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. They have a magic, and this isn't a real problem. But uh, the where I started to do comedy was a comedy magic club. So. I know everything. Like I know exactly what happened and how that trick happened. So magic has been ruined for me because I know every trick. Like I'll even watch a David Blaine special and I'll be like, yeah. I didn't. I don't see them do the move, but I know what happened and why it happened, and I sort of predicted ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So magic is a magic is a weird f- field in general because it's like, it's as a comedian, if you do something that somebody else did. Uh, they throw you out of the business. Yeah. But in magic, you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you just kind of perfected it. So, like, Chris Angel, David Blaine, whatever, like, generally they're just kind of doing the same trick, the same mechanism over and over again, and and it's just sort of a different thing. So as a magician, you just get perfect at the thing that everybody else is already doing. Do you watch, or do you know the Carbonaro effect? Yeah. Okay, so so this is my favorite thing. (laughs) And I've been trying, and I want to talk about it on stage, but none of people have seen it. My favorite thing about the Carbonaro effect is it's 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 kind of a prank show, right? But but the greatest thing is he just never tells them uh, that it was magic. What an amazing thing to do. Like, he never, like, what's, how magic usually works is you go, do you want to see some magic? And somebody goes, yeah or no. Either way, you then then you do magic. Mm-hmm. He's just like hanging out at the coffee shop. You order a cup of coffee and you start drinking it, and there's a fucking reptile in it. And then you're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? And he's and then he. My favorite part of the show is when he just explains the magic away with Trace Tracy. He's like, oh yeah, because because uh, we get coffee beans oh my God. from uh, from Egypt, and yeah. Egypt has reptiles. Like he just. He could turn it's so anything funny. into some bullshit scientific yeah. explanation. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, because of the, you feel that because of the, because of the condensation. That's why, uh, that's why I, I handed you a boat, and then now it's, it's a fish. Because he, condi- like, he stuck something inside of like. I think like an orange. And yeah. It was like, oh, the juicer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, because like, of the. He said, yeah, because of the the pulpers are pulping. They're yeah. The, the pulp is pulping. The, the pulp, pulp is pulping something. itself. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a dual pulp action, and uh, it's so funny. Oh my god, yeah. That's it's, good. My, it's, it's my fa- it's my favorite. one of my favorites. Uh, and 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 I'm so glad that you watched that show. So uh, uh, my favorite part of the show is is the part at the end where he does it, and I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, so I actually haven't even been thinking about it. But um, he does that thing where he's like, oh yeah, or it's. You know, it's like it's like the the Carbonaro effect. And they're like, no, I don't know what the Carbonaro effect is. And he's like, it's like when like you're mixed up, um, and like you don't really know what's going on. And they go, no, I don't really. And he go, and he goes, and it's also 
the name, and he does it exactly the same every time yeah. he goes. It's also the name of a hidden camera magic <laughs> TV show <laughs> like the one that you're on right now. And then the people are just like. <laughs> they start looking around like that. And sometimes sometimes they don't get it. Like sometimes they'll just, they're just like staring at him. And then he has to like, then he has to go into that like the prank just happened mode where he goes, you're on a show, you're on my show. Oh, you did so great. Yeah, they, some of them like freak out. They're like, fuck you, you're an asshole. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, bro. No, you didn't know. So. <laughs> My, so what's interesting is so like on the show obviously the it's a thirty minute show so at the end of the show is the only time that they do the reveal the the hidden camera magic TV show like the one that you're on right now yeah uh, <laughs> it's the only time they do it but you know that every time they do one of those pranks he does that at the end and they just take like basically the best reaction from the people yeah to do it um and I think some of the reactions have got to be. Oh my god! Confused, yeah, there's one weird. Where, like he put it in this, like put the clothes in this machine, and it folds like. Oh itself. sure, yeah, and then, yeah. Or oh no no no, inside the laundry bag or something. Yeah. He put all the clothes in there, and then just started smacking it around. Yeah. <laughs> and they all just they ended came up folded? folded. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, because these clothes come with like pressure points, and yeah. <laughs> you push them, and yeah, it folds and it itself. folds itself." And now some of the stuff he comes up with is is is, is brilliant. So he did he did one where a uh, a spider sews embroidery on a thing. So he's like, "Yeah, you just draw the thing with the with the," and he says it's like a like a like a like a spider pheromone pen, and then you just drop the thread in, and he just shakes it around, some kind of thing, and then it comes back out, and it's. And it's threaded where it was. And then people are like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> he had one where he's like, he had like worker beetles and like they had like these answer beetles, like made this little structure. Oh, it's okay. So funny. Yeah, I saw that one. It's so funny. Yeah, it's my good. favorite hidden camera magic TV <laughs> show. Mine too. On the air. It's great. And I actually heard, uh, since, I, since I do have uh, a bunch of magician friends, it's a weird thing to say out loud. Uh, but I have a bunch of magician friends, and so they 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 all they all love him too. So yeah. that that's how you know somebody's kind of killing the industry. because like you know there's uh, there's always like somebody who's like doing well, mm -hmm. and then the end of the people that are in that industry are like fuck that guy he's ruining our field. But everybody loves Michael Carbonell, and they see his show. They see his, his show is fantastic too. So not even just the the TV show, like his live show where he does illusions. They said that's that's all, that's off the chain too. So mm -hmm. I don't know why this whole episode just became us. Uh, plugging John Carbonaro. Is his name John Carbonaro? Michael Carbonaro. Michael Carbonaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Michael Carbonaro. I'm a, I'm a magician. You're on my show. Um, <laughs> how great would it be if this just this whole episode was just that? You didn't do a podcast. You just did the Carbonaro, and then just the the, the the trick was just he came through the floor or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That's why I can't be a magician. I can't even I can't even come up with a with a with a with an illusion that could never happen in my own head just for for even for a punchline. That's why I can never be a magician. What, what's another one of your favorite shows? Um, it's not on anymore, unfortunately. But um, I think my favorite show to ever air is Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is great. Now, so how do you feel about Better Call Saul? Mm, 
No, really? it wasn't the same. I feel like they're taking forever on Better Call Saul. So there's and so there's no like there's kind of no immediate violence. There's no sort of whatever. She's trying to take this ride with this lawyer, and we know kind of what's going to happen. But the only things that are fun about the show right now is when there's like the little things where like uh, that we know happen in Breaking Bad where they kind of cross over. Mm-hmm. So we're all just kind of waiting for Walter White to show up. Yeah. In Better Call Saul, but, but uh, Breaking Bad was was obviously a fantastic show. And uh, was very, very, very successful. But uh, that's that's the whole other realm. So, so uh, in in the realm of like crazy, uh, like these shows that are like supposed to be reality shows. So, if you watch mm-hmm. the Carbonara Effect, there's got to be another sort of like that because that genre is a whole thing on its own. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um. I don't think I. Oh my god same network um impractical jokers they're great they're great they really are um and a bunch of them are starting to uh uh i don't know if it's a branch over because i don't know their personal lives but a bunch of them are are are, uh, are doing stand-up and they're deciding they come out comedy community as a comedian again it's that thing where sometimes you just if something gets too popular too fast you're like <laughs> fuck that and actually what happened was i was i had this girl visit me once and i and i was in love with her and we saw uh Murr, Mm-hmm. Just in the streets, yeah. And she was like, "Oh my God, it's Murr!" And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck him!" And like I got like real salty. I was like, "I know." I was like, "I'm friends with like real comedian." Like I got like real. Sal- and then so I didn't. So I was like really mad at the show for like a while. And then I started watching the show. And I was like, "This is fantastic!" Yeah. Like these guys are actually these guys are incredible. And they're and the and even on just like the 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 little interactions that they have, uh, the instincts that they have are great. And the, it's just it's just really fun. It's a fun show. So basically. Um, just go watch True TV, guys. That's really what this whole thing is. Turn off the podcast yeah. <laughs> and go watch, watch True TV. True TV. The po- actually, this podcast should just be us watching True TV. Like that yeah. would be the whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't know how that happened. We went from getting married in Vegas. Yeah. From Tinder. Yeah. yeah. To uh, the cycle. Carbonaro effect. So Steve Irwin. <laughs> it seems it seems like a logical progression to me. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, okay, so how do you like LA? Um, it's good. I actually started eating like more organic. Okay. So I kind of came to LA, thought I was going to get sober and went to AA. Yeah. So yeah, that lasted seven days. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, that, that's, that's in essence, um, the problem in a nutshell is that you can't keep, (laughs) you can't keep not doing the thing. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) keep, keep at it. Um, but, uh, keep going to AA. Keep keep at it. But uh, uh, as somebody who doesn't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, the problem is, like, I can't speak intelligently on on actual addiction. The you know the the worst thing I've ever had addiction wise is you know I I bit my nails for thirty four years, so I can't I can't speak on actual. Yeah, for the first time in my life, yesterday actually, I did. Not only was it the first time I've ever done yoga. Okay. But I went to hot yoga. Hot yoga. How'd you feel? It was great until like five hours later when I had to go to work and I'm just so tired and dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you have to drink some water afterwards. That's the so I, I'm uh I'm I, I've been talking to some, some people and we kinda share some shared experiences and it kinda got me to with this idea that uh what's it called? intermittent fasting is kind of uh uh the best lifestyle food wise for health. Uh, it's where you don't you basically only eat eight hours of the day. You don't eat uh, pretty much from a couple hours before you go to sleep mm-hmm. until you know, give or take three, four, five o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, and sort of the the bi- the biggest selling point on that is is this idea that your body's using eighty percent of resources when it's 
digesting food. Mm -hmm. So if you're always eating, your body's not doing things that it could be doing with those resources. So if you don't eat for the whole that whole period of time, then you're giving your body time to rejuvenate, repair cells, you know, all the other things that your body should be doing and doing. But the hardest part of the whole thing is because you don't have anything in the tank a lot of the time, um, water's got nothing to like soak into. Mm -hmm. So you just end up dehydrated the first like for, you know, for a while after you start doing it. And then you really realize how much goddamn water we should be drinking right. on a daily basis. I, I generally I, I, the frigolettes were not blessed with a ton of uh, bladder room. So we always, uh, and I think we trained ourselves as kids because my parents were paranoid people, so we would stop every like hour and a half in the car and car rides as a family to pee. So I think we basically, I basically trained myself right. to try and pee every 45 minutes of my life. <laughs> so uh, so I think I've been running around dehydrated for a long time just so I don't have to socially pee a lot of times in front of people. Because mm -hmm. after you pee the third time when you're hanging out with somebody, they're like, do you have, have like a problem? Like, is there something that we need to talk about? Yeah. So now that I'm doing this, I, I mean, I, I'm drinking a ton of water and then I, I'm, I'm running into that, that issue, the pee problem. Yeah. I feel like, cause like you talking just like triggered, like, I feel like. You started talking about peeing and now you have to pee? No. Um, Listen, you pee on this table, the fucking, the, the, the views on this thing is going to go out of control. So. <laughs> yeah. When I was in New York, I feel like the day there is so short. Yeah, and then I, I feel mean, like literally I the sunlight, hmm? like the sun, like literally the sunlight, like no, like it feels like the same twenty four hours in New York, just gets sucked up. Yeah, it's like it just it's gone. Mm -hmm. Like I'll wake up, and it's already halfway through the day, and it's gone, and the hours yeah, it's, are it's just it's five like, p.m. and you're looking around, and you're like, what happened to Thursday? Yeah, basically, and then I come to L.A. And I could wake up at 2 p.m. and still get, like, a million things done. Yeah. I don't know what that and is. And it'll still be, like, 5.30 when I'm done. Yeah. What is I'm that? like, what the hell? Like, I have time to go hiking now. Yeah. I've never been hiking in my life before I came yeah. to L.A. What the fuck? I come from New York to L.A. and I'm I'm eating organic. Yeah. I'm going hiking. I'm doing yoga. Like, what the yeah. I went to AA. What the fuck is going to on? Snorting dried kale. Yeah. Just all the things. Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's in wait, our water. Wait, how did it's that? It's that Fukushima shit. It's what's, coming in. What's, what's the Fukushima shit? <laughs> um, remember, I think it was 2011. Um, the Japan um, radiation plant. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Sure. It I don't cracked, have a ton of yeah, I don't have a ton of information, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a meltdown, like nuclear meltdown, the Pacific, sure. And then it was coming over. So here. you think that Fukushima shit made it over here? Yeah, that's it's, why it's you happening. can accomplish more in your day. <laughs> this is I don't know. This is like this is like a this is like a bad this is like a plot for a bad X Men movie. I feel like <laughs> where we're like mutating that into that Fukushima shit, and then the goal, and then it just slows the Earth down so that you can get more shit done. Uh, okay. I. I've been talking about this for lately. Is if I could, if I could make it so I don't have to sleep as I, it, if I could change the trade about myself, I'd make it so I don't have to sleep as much. So I can get more done. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And maybe that is because I live in New York and everybody's just like freaking out all the time and just like running everywhere. Yeah, but the time it goes by a lot slower here. I don't know why. I don't know if that's I don't know, si I don't know if that's science. I don't you know I don't I don't have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on my uh, on on my page here to to reach out to, but uh, mm -hmm. the 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 illusion definitely is, and, and I think people are ch people are chiller here. Yeah. Now it's a different level. So like I was in Oregon uh, recently and Portland. I was in Portland and nice. and that? I I love it. And uh, it's one of my favorite rooms in the country. I play the Hawthorne Theater. Um, and I and 
but you go to you go to like order a coffee, and they had a drive-through at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in it for no, I'm, I'm on I'm on New York mentality, so I'm sitting there for thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, and no cars have moved. And I was like, is this even an active drive-through? <laughs> so I back out, get park the car, go inside, order a water, some sort of bottled drink, and a coffee. Mm-hmm. Twelve minutes later. They handed me those items. So when you're when you so West Coast when you're in when you're in Washington when you're in Oregon, like the the time that it takes to do everything, oh well, is the drug bonkers. use here on the West Coast is sure unlike anything I've sure. ever seen. I also think well, so in New York everything is about rich people. In Vegas too, rich people and getting them what they want, right? So like the service industry is just mm-hmm. like you didn't even finish ordering the thing. Like in New York, you get to be like a regular. At places a lot, like yeah. like I have my Dunkin' Donuts. They just they like I I haven't even closed the door behind me, and the the way that I have my coffee is done. I tell you, but here they're just like, hey man, what's good? and I haven't experienced it as much in California, but definitely Washington, Oregon. You got to have extra moments in your day because that's not people are not going to get the stuff done. So maybe there's maybe like that vibe a little bit because you're you're still coming from New York energy. So you do the hike and you're whipping through it and you're doing the thing and you know, and so they you putting you in this world is is like is like slowing that guy down in in the uh, one of those animated movies where the squirrel takes the the he drinks like a jolt cola yeah. and then the the things you know, over the hedge. What are we reference? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was the oh the drug use on this side of the country. Okay, so I don't fly or I. Very rarely will fly. I Fear? Just, yeah. Okay. Bad. So I went from Vegas to New York on a Greyhound. Jesus. Because I refused to get on a plane. Now, <coughs> does that stop? You have to switch buses multiple times? Yes. I got stuck in Columbus, Ohio for nine hours. <laughs> okay. At, watched the entire Super Bowl. Yeah. Uninterrupted. Yeah. So while you were waiting and I was still able to go to the bathroom and straighten my hair in there do some in a great you straighten your hair in a greyhound bathroom. Yes, we should have started there. We should we should <laughs> but um, yeah, the the greyhound starts changing like as we move through the country like I was on it in Vegas and there's nothing but tweakers. Yeah, I mean, literally. oh, you're talking about the clientele. Yeah. The closer this is what I found. The closer you get to New York City, the more likely that passengers on the bus will be hitting their kids. Yes. <laughs> during the trip. I mean, it's just a completely different group of like West Coast, all tweakers, drug addicts. I mean, like, you really gotta watch what these people are doing. Yeah. Once you start Hippie homeless culture. Like maybe like um Indianapolis and stuff yeah. like over yeah the bus becomes a more normal like choice of transportation yeah. you know yeah, yeah so yeah. the people are more normal and I'm like oh my god yeah these guys have like rotting teeth in their mouth in Vegas yeah. and now you know there's guys with fitteds and their nice jeans on and I'm like oh yeah yep I like your I like your definition of normalcy <laughs> I like that yeah they got you know Taking pride in their tins. They're normal, bro. The whole trip, they were taking selfies like normal people. Yes. <laughs> like the normals. Yeah, you know, they got 
their i yeah on the east coast they everybody got their iPhones whatever it is they yeah. got the and normals. then west coast everybody's just well yeah because well because oh number one God. you would be a lunatic to try to take a bus from Vegas to New York so that's number one so that's why because those people <laughs> are lunatics because there's just out here there's so much distance between everything uh, so if you're going unless you're going from Vegas to like L A which is only four hours yeah you 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 just you're looking at serious serious chunks of uh, of gaps of space where there's nothing. Yeah. Um, oh man. But then, uh, um, what was it? But then, what's the second half of my point? Man, oh, I, I drove through Denver. Yeah. How was that? Oh my god. On the bus. On the bus. Amazing. Have you? Have you? Did you stop? Did you get to hang out? I wish I did because the mountains look like almost fake. Yeah, Denver's a great place. Like, and especially driving on the highway right next to these huge, yeah. like, yeah, huge mountains. I'm like. This doesn't even look real. Like, yeah. I want to stay. So, yeah, I was given, like, thought to either, like, traveling to Portland to work because, you know, I travel around dancing. Yeah. So, um, Portland's great. And Portland, I kn- and I know people that have been on here, I think, have gone out there and done and, and gone to Portland. So that's – but uh, there's some – the rules, the strip rules in Portland are, are different, I think, than other places in the country. What is it like? Well, generally, right, generally you can't do alcohol and full nudity most places. Right. And I don't know, I don't know what, the, I don't, I'm not a strip club guy, so I don't know what the what the thing is, but there was something that somebody was trying to explain to me. Like they were getting too far into the strip club conversation where mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I mean, you could have you could ended here. I was just not going to go. You don't have to tell <laughs> me all this stuff. But supposedly there's some kind of like we, rule and then there's loopholes and stuff like that. So I don't know. what. The, but point is, there, I know there's I know there's some pretty legit clubs out there. Yeah. Um, and then I know that Portland has, I think, um, like the most clubs like per capita. Strip clubs. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was the whole fact. And I was like, this weird law the thing. No, it's just oh, hilarious yeah, in the country. So I was thinking about going there and then um, probably to Denver. I just I want to go. Denver's dope. It's that, that that's so that's one of the greatest things that I that I've experienced the last few years is is just driving this country. Every, uh, every sort of March, April, I'll just pick a weird road trip. We drove to mm-hmm. Alaska two years ago. Oh wow, how was that? Like Anchorage. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's anywhere else Fantastic. To go. <laughs> well, there's. Um, I can't think of what it is right now. There's a, there's a town uh, five or eight hours north of Anchorage that's that's also pretty large. Anchorage, when you get there, it's pretty interesting because uh, it's this is what you learn. Everywhere is the same. It's military based there, right? There's well, there's a lot going on. So like you know, there's most of the people that work that are in Alaska uh, have some kind of job where they're either drilling or they're working for mm. the military and things like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, go away for two months, right? Be home for two months. Is that like that's just kind of like the culture of how things work up there. Um, but Anchorage, just like uh, like you like Eugene, uh, Oregon is a, is a suburb of, of uh, well, it's two hours south of Portland, it's where one of the colleges is. It, Every little town is just the same. Anchorage, there's three Applebee's. You mm-hmm. know, Eugene, Oregon, there's three Applebee's. Syracuse, New York, there's three Applebee's. It's just, you know, you, you think of these places, and there's little sections of towns that, that kind of have a character or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, America is just crazy the same everywhere you go. Yeah. There's just an Applebee's with a mountain view or Applebee's with a, you know, with a waterfall view or Applebee's. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Also, yeah, we, um, oh, my God, we started talking about Alaska. Oh, yeah, I haven't even been out of the country yet, though. See, that's where I started. So I, I, I went I went abroad for college, and I went to all these amazing places, and then I realized I don't know anything 
Like it's weird to, and I've still never been to Mount Rushmore, but it's weird to have like been to the Vatican but never been to Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So I put a lot of time into traveling this country, and I'm, and yeah. I'm, it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, I definitely like want to travel the country a lot. Like I want to see most like major cities, um, and then I want to go to Sweden really bad. What? What? Why, like, what's? What is it about Sweden? Uh, yeah, everybody's like, "Why Sweden? That's such a like random country it's, to choose." Yeah, I mean. It's but not. It's not random. It's just because of whatever you're into, right? So, but it's just not. It's not like the top ten, like places. Mm-mm. But what's your thing? What's the thing it's, about Sweden? Um, I th- I feel like their, like their culture is like very grunge. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I feel like that fits my personality. And even though like somebody else might say, oh well, you know, it, it's not as fun as Ibiza. Well. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a party city, but yeah, it just I, fits what I'm into. I you don't. Know? Yeah. I don't. I don't get the. I don't want to be on a beach, and I don't want to be in a club. That's kind of you know people. People just. People are always going to Bali and they're doing all this this crazy stuff because mm-hmm. that's you know they're an EDM or whatever, or they just go to a, basically you just fly to a place where that's an island and you sit on the beach. I just don't I don't get that I don't get I don't get the fun of that I don't get the enjoyment of that. I you know I, I when I go someplace I, I want to see crazy architecture like I've never seen before. Yeah, the, like what, Belgium is really good for architecture. I went to Brussels. It was I it's not even that it. It's just that the the buildings there are like yeah. nothing I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> why? How is that? What a yeah, roof right? looks like? It's crazy. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, like how they even do that. What I hear through the grapevine, especially through comedy with Sweden, is that um, it's just a good mentality because they get humor. They don't take themselves too seriously, and it's kind of a place where you can uh, talk seriously about. Um, kind of how fucked up the United States is. Yeah. So, like, for comedians, a lot of times they, you know, once they once they go there the first time, they they go there and they start to really be, build like a big following, mm-hmm. because it's just a part of the world that, like, you know, they're very they're just real people. Yeah. And they get it, and, and they're willing to call a spade a spade, um, which is cool. And then they're just beautiful people. They're like beautiful Norse, blonde, pale, just. I feel like yeah. I feel like. Um over there like in a lot of like not just Sweden but like just any of those countries like in that area they're very like Norway, Finland, mm-hmm. Netherlands they don't judge as much yeah. as we do. Right. Right. Or they're 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 like able to have a uh, I was going to say a balanced conversation which is hilarious because everybody goes it's like Sweden just balanced. <laughs> but they are they're, they're you know because like, they're neutral which is Switzerland but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> But they do. They're they're able to to yeah, kind of see both sides. Here we're in this we're in this spot where people are. I mean, we're so enraged by everything right now. Yeah. We want to protect everybody that oh we're not. Oh my god! I can't. I can't. Right I now can't. on right now on <laughs> Tinder, if you go on Tinder, there is every third profile will say, "If you voted for Trump, please swipe left." It's just a weird. It's just a weird thought process that you can't talk to somebody who's got a different opinion than you, which yeah. is the whole point of talking to somebody. Yeah, exactly. What do I want to do? Just be like, "Hey, do you like dogs?" Yes, I love dogs. Do you like cats? Right. No, I hate cats. We're the same. And then you just sit and stare forward and never do yeah. anything. Like, well, I don't know what that is. No, you try to convince somebody of something. You know what I mean? That's what that's what this world is was was brought about by, yeah, and that's where change say comes anything, from. Like, at all. Yeah. Even the slightest thing that like may offend someone, it's like oh, forbidden. Yeah. This is the world. This is the world I'm living in. Try 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 to write a joke about something that's like a you know a group of people that, that somebody wants to protect. 
You're just mm-hmm. like, listen, fat people do this. And they're like, no, they don't. You're like, yes, they do. They eat more food than you. Than you. That's why they're fat. That's the whole. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, f- fuck you. F- you know, it's like you end up in these, yeah, these situations. Like, I feel like in comedy even, like, I notice that on, like, if you're going to do, like, a race thing. Yeah. You have to do it to every race. Yeah. Because right. if you only do something to one, they're going to get offended. Like, oh, you're only talking about. Asians this way you're only talking about blacks this way why aren't you talking about whites so you have to go after the whites. whole thing yeah the whole deal so we're at we're in a protected society guys come on let's bring back racism okay let's bring back regular old just no um but it is it's a tough we're, we're in a tough spot and we're all full of shit and none of us you know we and we need i really i really do think we need to we need to spread the ideas around i think i think we need to be talking to people that uh, that voted for trump and trying to figure out what the fuck was happening and uh, how how we got to this situation? Yeah, I um, I honestly don't want Pence as a president. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's not that's yeah. That, that's, I I don't like that. Guy. That's definitely not the route to go. Um. So oh, <laughs> so so at the end <laughs> of the day, you're so involved. so the end of the day, you're saying long live Trump. That's actually what you're saying. Long well, <laughs> if, if everybody thinks they have a problem with Trump right now, yeah. um, do you know who's next? Like, do you understand that? Do you, do you wait? Do you predict a, uh, a Pence presidency, or are you predict? Are you predicting Trump's death? Well, you know, I don't want to say <laughs> if he was anything. Gonna, well, if he's gonna be assassinated, he would have been assassinated a long time ago. This actually, this actually kind of goes yeah, to that joke. It was either I think it was I think it was Dave Chappelle's joke uh, years and years and years ago, and the idea was that there'll never be a black president. Uh, but if there ever was a black president, then I hope he picks a Mexican as his running mate, because that way he'll never get assassinated. Because no, because because who would who would Americans want less as a president than a black person, but a Mexican person? A Mexican, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, pe- yeah, I, yeah. I know the I, Pence. Pence just an, it's an enraging conversation. Yeah, I, he he doesn't even make any logical sense when he <laughs> just like, where does he come up with this? The Bible. Yeah, Long like live. That's Donald another Trump. like topic of conversation. Sure. The Bible, like I mean. Do you know how unrealistic these things are in well, there? Well, it's all it all it all goes to speak to this idea that uh, religion, laws, society, it's prisons, order. all of these things were created to yeah to create order and, and sort of. Um, but I really truly feel that all of those things are present in the animal kingdom, and then if we didn't have these laws and things like that. And, some some morality would actually play out in a stronger sense because yeah. even just down to killing people if it was legal to kill people it would still be risky to kill people mm-hmm. because every time you kill a person that person has the opportunity to kill you and also if you kill bob like bob's brother right. bob's father mm-hmm. bob's mother, they're going to hear about it and they're probably going to come and try to kill you as well right so it's actually a better system to not kill people, yeah, and commit crime. You just can't. You can't. You know. You can't be the sleazy guy who uh, rips everybody off because there was no. There would be no laws to protect you, mm-hmm. and then people would stop going to your business. But now we created a system where you can do all those things and get away with it. So, hail corporations. Yes. All hail. And um, I think there was one more other point I wanted to make. 
oh yeah eh. <laughs> okay i mean yeah i don't agree with men making decisions for women either okay um I, I don't I don't know which I don't know which 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 uh, I don't uh, know which like string to go off on in this like one. That. Yeah, like I just don't agree that um it, okay, it kind of goes with um like politics and Christianity. Like yeah. first of all, I'm pretty sure that it says there's a separation of like Oh, wi- women and have state. women Oh, okay, I thought you were going to go with women. It's, women almost have no rights in the Bible. Yeah. But, yeah, there's supposed to be separation of church and state, meaning your Christianity bullshit shouldn't affect my laws. Like, if I want to have an abortion, I'm going to have one. Right. One way or another. Whether women start doing it illegally again. Which is, yeah, which is always, which is always where it was, right? So Abortion's been a thing for yeah, so hundreds of years. Yeah, so you can either... Just let women choose or have a bunch of people not only dying in alleyways, but that kid's going to die no matter what anyway. Right. Because if this woman's dying, what do you think's happening to the baby in her womb? Dying too. Right, right, right. So you're going to have two people dead now instead of just well, and one this, that's and not even a child yet. This is inherently the problem with... What happens? What happens with religion, and and especially when it's such a uh, an evangelical thing, and it's such a uh, an overridden. T- it doesn't even matter which which direction you're going. Is if you believe the beliefs to, uh, like if you're quoting sections of a book, and taking them literally, mm-hmm. which all of the books, yeah, conflict all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Because 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 they're trying to convey different points for morality and for what people will do and 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 you know all these things. So if you take a book and you take those points literally, you're just gonna run into trouble. Yeah. You're gonna run in a lot of trouble, and then you're not thinking for yourself, which is where we end up with a lot of these things. I do like the idea though of a guy who li- who like who who studies a book that's not the Bible and like takes that for. For like the world, like he's it's just mm-hmm. like he's like no green eggs and ham. He just lives his life by green eggs and ham. That's his religion. Right. The guy, just the guy who takes his takes it on uh, um, Pride and Prejudice, and like that's that's his whole book. And he's like, no, Mister Darcy, Mister Darcy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just I w- I don't think you know I don't know. Just my opinion is not gonna make too much of a difference anyway. So. But I'm just saying, if they start taking away rights again, um, I'm going to go ahead and say, all right, now women, the gay community, and the black community. And cats. all And cats need to all come together. And just form one super because union. Because they are taking away rights left. Oh, don't leave anybody out. Don't forget the Mexicans. Oh, don't shit, forget. The Mexi- oh wow. Don't There's forget half Mexicans. Don't forget. You know, get everybody into the pot. You know. Yes, every minority. Pacific because now Islanders. Women are a minority. The whole thing. Well, women are not a minority. But numbers. Like you, yeah, you get speaking. what I'm saying, though. Like, well, we have an yeah, we have issues. Yeah, show. we have issues. We're going backwards, America. Come I just, on. you know what? I, th- I just, I, I, what I think honestly is that we should just go back to sort of the way that we were in nature, right? Just like the animal kingdom. Let those rules play out, right? I think it makes way more sense. I think a lot of things like in the animal kingdom are, are just better. Darwinism. Sure. Like yeah. Just 
Like, okay, Survival so the in, the, in the animal kingdom, if you don't like the leadership, that's the alpha, right? Uh-huh. You go up to the alpha and you attack him. If you, like, successfully yeah. eat his face and kill him, you get to be the new leader. That would be incredible, right? Yes. What if you could just go up to Donald Trump and challenge him and then just rip his penis off? And then now you're the new president of the United States. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. Although The Rock would just be president of everything, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I, I mean. By the way, The Rock is running for president in next. 2020. In 2020. So wait, is The Rock and Kanye? <laughs> uh, Kanye is running into some trouble right now. Kanye really hurt his. Uh, he, he already oh, yeah, he already wasn't he already wasn't very really yeah. likable. But Kanye, as it seems, may or may not be um, uh, in a in a in a bipolar situation. So that's gonna that that's gonna be that's a tough one. Wait, to, is he to come still in this place? Uh, I don't I don't I don't know his like his personal backstory. I just know, and it's just tough because because there's you know people in my life that I that I've known over the years that that uh, have some. You know, have uh, been diagnosed bipolar, <coughs> and it's an interesting thing because because you, you don't find out until kind of late in life, and then you got to kind of figure out uh, how to handle it. And sometimes you have an episode and that kind of thing. So I think everybody, whether it's true or not, thinks that Kanye is bipolar, which I think he's never. I well, think he could never be president. Although probably Donald Trump bipolar. is probably bi- Donald Trump is probably bipolar, honestly. Oh, um, I don't know if it's bipolar. <laughs> I would say something along the lines of like. Delusional, just, just manic. So he doesn't even have the depression part; just the manic part. Yeah, like delusions of grandeur. Like he just. We say that, but now the motherfucker has grandeur, so <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. So that's funny. I wonder. Um, Something's going. So on. I haven't seen this, and maybe it's because everybody's depressed. But so obviously, when Palin was running, uh, Lisa Ann got the opportunity to play Palin in porns. Uh, I haven't seen. No, that's a lie. I was going to say I haven't seen any Trump-based porns yet. But that's a lie. I saw they, there's more than one where they have somebody who's Trump and he fucks a couple people. Oh, okay. That's no, genre. I did. Um, I didn't see it, but I did watch. Um, was it Life After Porn Two on Netflix? I don't know that one, but go ahead. Yeah, cause, um, they had the first one, and then what's um, the premise? The, the, the we follow girls porn, around, um, say what? Do you, what do you do now that you're not a porn? Right, and then well, which I'm finding out slow, but uh, you know, uh, per- person by person, that basically the answer is do stand up comedy. That's that's what I found. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, you have people like yeah, like Lisa Ann or Jesse Jane that are extremely successful, and then you have girls that were not so lucky. And I don't know. It maybe it just wasn't for them. Well, this is this is what I find interesting about porn. It's it's like comedy is there's no there's no rule book. There's no whatever. You go in co- you go into comedy, go into porn. If you stay in here long enough, you become a veteran and you become more successful just by being in there long enough and 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 pure preponderance of of work and people mm-hmm. seeing you. And but at some point, some of these people just have to quit because it's a, it's a fucking hard profession, both yeah. of them. And when you quit, uh, there's you know there's there's no. Sometimes there's no there's no specific reason. Nobody fired you. Nobody nothing. You just like it's not working, mm-hmm. and it become you know it's like a so it's a total total lifestyle change. And sometimes you can quit and then just come back. Like it's like you know there's no real yeah um, in or out mark. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like um, the video thing is like fun in its own way and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I just I don't have an issue with porn. I don't. Um, have any negative experiences but i feel like that avenue of the adult industry 
was not where I excel in. Yeah. My avenue is dancing. I like dancing. I like performing. I like entertaining. So I feel like that was more the area for me and where I'm meant to be. That's yeah, where it's my passion is. It's just, yeah, I never looked like this because actually that's that's the live aspect of of porn, whereas the comedy, you know, stand-up comedy, that's that's it. That's the that's the NLB for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. we, we always judge these guys when they get a movie deal. We're like, oh, he's not doing stand-up anymore. So kind, you kind, you know, so for you, it's kind of that same kind of thing. So it's like, you know, you get popular, you become like the the number one star, and they're not dancing anymore. Um, then it becomes that kind of thing. Plus, what's great about both of those things, stand-up comedy and well, uh, but live dance for you is you can tell how good your performance was. Mm-hmm. Based on the tips, exactly. So then you know what you need to work on. You're like, I didn't do it. Oh my god! Yeah, you're like, I was, I mean, you're like, obviously, I was mailing it in today. Okay, so I would say yes and no to that okay. based on where you are dancing. Like, sometimes you can mail it in and, in and still make great tips. I, wait, I what? Sometimes <laughs> you can mail it in and still make great great tips. You're saying you're saying it doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes in certain places. Um, yeah, I just, like, if I was dancing in New York, I wouldn't expect as many, like, singles on stage, because in New York, like, that's not where your money's coming from. In New York, you're making your money doing private dances, or private rooms, or whatever it is that you're doing. Here in L.A., majority of my money is singles. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, here... I'm not expecting as much money in like dances as I am like every time I go on stage. I know I'm making like a hundred, a hundred fifty dollars. No nice. So, so what? Um, I guess I don't know. I'm I, I'm still trying to figure out because I, I I got friends who just love the strip club scene. I just I never I never got into it. I don't know what it is. What are the big clubs here? Where, where are you supposed? Where's the? Um, here it's um between two for me that. I really like it's Sam's Hofbra and that one was actually rated number one in LA by Playboy. Nice. And Dames and Games, which is owned by Spearmint Rhino. Okay, very cool. Which so is the 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 Vegas operation. Yes. No, so you work with them Dames in Vegas. I work um, at Dames and Games here in LA, and then I do work at Rhino nice. in Vegas. Very cool. Uh, all right, so. You said you kind of deactivated uh, your social. Is there anything that you want to plug? Any place that that people can check you out, uh, or thing places to follow you? Anything? Um, yeah, I did. I deactivated um, any like my Adriana Lynn account, but um, I do have my personal, which is the Chris Project. The Chris Project? Yes. Spelled with a K R I S. Yeah. K R I S. The Chris Project. On both Twitter and. Um, just Instagram. Instagram. Get on there. Follow, uh, for all of the things that you need. Uh, this is the Porn Stars Are People podcast. Thank you for taking your time to be with me. Um, yeah, anywhere people, any do you, anywhere people can check you out. Uh, so in LA, go check you out at, or excuse me, in Vegas, check you out at Spirit Rhino. Spirit Rhino, and in LA, it's gonna be Dames and Games. Dames and, and Games. That is also. Um, owned by Check the check the calendar. Get out there, guys. Support. Uh, make it rain. Okay. Uh, Porn stars and people podcast. Thank you so much again for coming. <laughs>